All right, everybody, on today's episode, I share with you the four ways to own the future of marketing, as well as one of the most painful and powerful lessons that I ever had to learn as an entrepreneur, and how by learning, embodying, and mastering that lesson, I'm able to recreate my success no matter what happens in marketing, no matter what happens in business, and I've done it enough times now that I have to believe it to be true because I consistently do it. So that lesson's in here, plus the other three ways to master the future marketing. So without further ado, let's get into the intro and then let's get into the show. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good, because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. And today I'm excited. We are ramping up and getting ready for our event. There's only a couple tickets left and the Lighthouse Business Accelerator is taking place in Montana. So if you have not gotten your tickets or grabbed one of the last spots, I highly recommend it. Go to www.mindofgeorge.com slash event and all the details are there. And if you can't make this one, get on the waiting list for the next one because they sell out quick and they are magical. And so what are we gonna talk about today? We're gonna talk about the future of marketing specifically three ways to own the future of marketing. And I get asked this question a ton. George, uh, what's the future of marketing look like? What's it going to look like in five years? What's it going to look like in 10 years? And this is a question that I've been sitting with since I got into the game of marketing in 2009, 2010. And it's one where we don't have control over what changes in the game, but we have full control on how we master, own, and participate in that game so that we can win. And I've been in this game for a long time and I've been through every trend. I started in this game by having to make a fake college email account to get a Facebook account. And then I was on a Facebook page when everything was chronological. And then everybody said the business was broke because they went to a algorithmic based feed. But then I was able to master that. And then I've had hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram. I've deleted it. I've come back and made the same revenue with 6,000 followers. And so one of the most important things to remember is that regardless of the rules of the game, regardless of how marketing changes and the paradigm changes and the world changes, it's important for us to figure out what our strengths are and how to be the best player in that game to achieve the results that we achieve. And every single time this has happened, there's been a big change. I mean, I remember when we started running Facebook ads uh, for some of our companies back in like 2013, 2014, it didn't matter what you did. For every dollar you put in, you made $10 out because nobody was using it. Nobody understood what Facebook advertising was. And that game changed. And so no matter what, how we play this game, the rules of the field are always going to change. And we have no control over the rules, but we have full control over how we develop our skill set, what we own, to make sure that we master the game that is being played ahead of us. So what is the future of marketing? Well, if you have an online business or a regular business in general, the chances are you feel a lot of uncertainty around platforms right now in your business, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or Reels or paid media platforms. And I truly, truly understand how you feel because it was only a few years ago when I went through this again. And at the beginning of 2020, uh, everything was great. 
I was making about $300,000 a month pretty easily. I had a very high level mastermind. Consulting was through the roof. I had monthly recurring revenue. And then all of a sudden in March and April of 2020, it was all taken away from me. And I don't mean as a victim, but everything that I was doing that was working stopped working because the world changed. And I understood exactly what was happening. And every part of me, every part of me wanted to do what I used to do. I'll just make a new offer. I'll figure out what to sell. I'll figure out boom. But I had to shrink my world down and I had to play a different game. And I'm going to share with you the three things, the three ways to master the future of marketing. Because regardless of the field, and I'll say this a hundred times on today's podcast, regardless of the field, our job is to master our skill set and how we play on that field. So number one, what is the number one way to master the future of marketing? Well, it's really, really easy. You need to control what you can control. Times are guaranteed to change. That's for sure. It feels like in the world of marketing, when something starts working, it works for a couple of weeks and we get happy and then it breaks again and we have to start all over again. And that's the nature of the game. Video content right now is king and it's going to continue to be king for years to come. The pandemic sped up the process of consumption. It sped up the video process and the consumption cycle and people craving that authenticity and that connection. And video, Google predicted, I think in 2019, that by 2022, over 80% of all content consumed would be on video. Well, we've already passed that and it's gone greater and greater than greater. Video is a new communication modality. Video is a new language. It used to be emojis, it was texting. Now it's video. Videos communicate and they are a form of language that people are consuming. And so the number one way to be in the future of marketing is to control what you can control. And in my opinion, video is king. And if you don't adapt, you'll be left behind. And as much as some people don't like to do video, and, and I do a lot of video, but if I had to design my ideal day, I wouldn't say, oh, I want to record 100 videos a day. But I understand that the rules of the game is that the market rules are dictating that that's what people consume. So therefore, it's my job to adapt, control what I can control, and then adapt to that game. But it doesn't mean that you have to lose yourself in the process. You might have to try new things. And while that might be difficult to accept at first, it's the only way you'll survive. And remember that what you're good at and why you became an entrepreneur, but it doesn't matter if it's in the lens of marketing or it's in the lens of business. If you're running a million dollar business, what got you to a million dollars is not going to get you to five. What got you to five is not going to get you to 10. Our adaptability and resiliency in that game is how we win the game. And so what do I mean by control what you can control? Well, Results are a byproduct. They're a byproduct of your intention and your integrity with your input matched with meeting the market to create a result. I don't wake up in the morning and make $100,000. I wake up in the morning, I'm like, who can I help today? How can I help them? And through that recipe, I create something with my inputs that then I share with the world that potentially creates the result that I wanna create. And just because it works today doesn't mean it's going to work tomorrow. So when I say control what you can control, what I'm genuinely saying is to shrink your world down to stay in momentum, okay? And if I valued myself or derived my self-value based on the results I created in the world, I would never create those results again. I'd be running around being like, I'm a New York Times bestseller, I'm a New York Times bestseller. But the truth was is that that label didn't come by accident. It came by me controlling my inputs. And that's the secret to stay in the game and to stay ahead of marketing and business and trends in general is to control what we can control. 
And so I have no control what 330 million people in America do when they consume. I don't. But I have full control that when they change their consumption behavior, that I can come back to the drawing board, look at my strengths and remind myself what I'm good at, what my skill set is and why I choose entrepreneurship and then be able to try a new play or as many plays as required until it works or it gets the results that we want to get. And so whether you go through tactical combat training, things that I've done or high stress situations, one of the greatest things that they talk about is when things get crazy, when things get hard, when things get heavy, is that you have to shrink your world down as small as possible to everything that you can control. And that's what I mean by controlling what you can control and shrinking that world down. It's understanding like, okay, cool. There's a new social media platform that just launched. Never used it before. Let me go take a look around. Okay, they're doing video. This is how long they are. Amazing. I understand the rules of that game. I like to talk about customer journey, marketing, and relationships. So how do I do that in 30 seconds? Well, that would normally be a three-minute video, but I can take that one topic and I can do it in 30 seconds. And I actually just take a three-minute video and make eight pieces of content. And now it fits on this new platform. And it's the same thing we're doing with YouTube Shorts right now. YouTube Shorts are incredible. They're incredibly powerful. People are getting a lot of traction with them. And repurposing content does not work. It doesn't fit what's there. The best YouTube Shorts are the ones that are like filmed from your phone, super quick hit. And so I've done hundreds of podcasts. And so rather than just change that podcast, chop it up, I listen to it for a minute. I'm like, oh, that's a good one. I open my phone, I hit record, and then we post on the platform and it gets traction. So what I'm focusing on is controlling what I can control to play on the field with the rules that are designed. Now, listen, you don't have to play with every new platform. You don't have to play on every one, but you can't complain that you don't get the results because at the end of the day, we don't design those platforms. If we did, it would work for us but we're playing on other platforms. And part of that is figuring out the way to play that game that pairs our strengths, our ingredients, our whys, our message, our secret sauce, our magic, and then puts it in a wrapping paper that matches that market or where that demand is. So the number one way is to control what you can control, which brings me to number two. We're saying that number two is that this is the decade of truth for entrepreneurs. Go hard right now with content creation. Find what works, put your spin on it, and then use it until it doesn't. Stop wasting time trying to reinvent the wheel. When all the signs of success are right in front of you every day, you scroll on your phone, you can see them. Everything we do starts with one concept and one idea that can be broken down into multiple pieces of content. And so when we say that this is the decade of truth for entrepreneurs, the filter of the market has changed. There's a lot more discernment. People are looking for quality. They're looking for integrity. They're looking for humans because another thing that happened during the pandemic is it sped up the process of people mitigating bullshit and seeing it and sniffing it out. And what people are creating is real authentic connection, real humans, real everything. And so that means that we have an opportunity right now. The information marketing space is still small. The podcast space is still small. YouTube is still loaded with opportunity and potential. All of these things are here. And rather than trying to ride the Titanic to the bottom, we have to have the know-how and the self-awareness and the integrity to be like, wow, just because I've been doing this for three years and it's been working doesn't mean it's going to work forever. But what's important to remember is that your principles, your gifts, your knowledge, your products, all of those things, 
they're still valuable, but the wrapping paper typically changes to meet the demands of the market. And so when I say that this is the decade of truth for entrepreneurs, what I mean by that is the more that you play now, the more that you can disseminate, the more that you can distribute, the more endowments you get, the more people find you, the more omnipresence you get. And it's really, really important to not get romantic about a platform or about a tactic or about a strategy, but to get romantic about your IP, your intellectual property, like your gift, the things that you teach, right? I feel like a broken record most of the time. I'm always talking about customer journey. I'm always talking about acknowledging. I'm always talking about responding to comments. I'm always talking about relationships. I'm always talking about practices, but those are my principles. And what I love is that when I know my principles, it doesn't matter what platform they're on. I can take one principle. I can speak it on stage. I can share it on a podcast. I can do a TikTok. I can do a reel. I can do a video because I'm not creating content for that platform. I'm taking my content, my principles, the things that I teach to help people, and then I'm morphing them into a wrapping paper that helps. And this is about understanding the game. And right now, people are just consuming in 10 to 30 second chunks and segments. They're getting quick hits, right? But you can take that one concept and let's say you help people lose 10 pounds and there's three ways in which you do it. Well, you should constantly be talking about those three ways, but don't worry about like recording at once and how can I chop it up and where can I put it? But take the idea and be like, you know what? I want to play with YouTube shorts. What's one tip I can give people in a YouTube short that's going to help them lose 10 pounds. Amazing. I actually want to post a TikTok. How can I make it for TikTok and how can I make it for Reels? And understanding that we're using these platforms that exist, but we have to match those platforms. And they don't like disseminated content. They don't like cut up. They don't like repurposed. I mean, Instagram's open about it. They tell you if you download a TikTok and you post it on Instagram and it has the logo, they're going to suppress your reach because it doesn't fit into their agenda. And so you have to understand that you always have to come home to your one concept or your one idea. Or for me, it's three. It's mindset, it's relationships, it's customer journey. And when I start there and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to make a podcast. I'm going to record this podcast of the three ways to stay ahead or capitalize on the future of marketing. And I'm going to record it for this podcast. But when I'm done, I might be like, God, that would be an incredible short. Let me just take one point from this podcast and record it as a short. Let me take one point and record it as a reel and one point in recording as a TikTok. And let's take one of those points and write it as a caption on Facebook. But everything I'm doing is still derived from the same big ideas. They're still derived from my IP or for lack of better terms, what we call our lighthouse. Why we do what we do, who we do it for and what we do and how we do it. And I teach you that relationships beat algorithms through customer journey, through mindset, and through relationships. And so with that, it doesn't matter what platform exists, what platform changes, because my message is the same. I'm just being intentional about how I can make that message fit into where I want the world to receive it or where I want them to get it. And what I understand right now is that people are consuming at a greater scale information and content, and they're consuming it a lot differently. I mean, back in 2015, I used to do four to five hour live streams and I would get retention. I would get thousands of live viewers and get millions of views. Now, if I do a live video that's over five minutes, nobody sticks around. And so it's not my job to get people to watch my content for five hours. The people are telling me how they want to consume the content. So it's my job to take 
my core, my essence, my foundation, my principles, and then change the wrapping paper to meet where the attention is. And so this is the decade of truth for entrepreneurs, because at the end of the day, what you're doing is you're making a stand for who you are and how you're going to be remembered. You're making a stand for how people see you and how they perceive you and how they talk about you through the intentionality of you sharing your genius. And so understand that you are in a massive opportunity right now, but nothing happens if we just sit behind a keyboard. We can plan all day. We can type all day. We can strategize all day. We can research all day. But what we're really doing when we win is shining our light as bright as possible, as far as possible, and as many places as possible so that we can actually get the information required to see how the market has shifted and to see where it's going and to not get romantic about how we do it. Do I sometimes wish that growing a podcast was simple as do one, two, three, or getting a million dollars in sales was as simple as one, two, three? Yeah, of course. But then everybody would be an entrepreneur and we wouldn't have a job. As a listener of the podcast, I know you're wanting to scale your business to the six, seven, and even eight figures and dominate your industry. That's why I've personally invited some of the best in the game right now when it comes to social media domination, scaling your brand, and mastering your habits on top of mastering customer journey to join us in the three-day immersive experience in Montana on October 14th through 16th of 2022. In those three days, you will walk away with the exact systems I use to scale multi-million dollar brands, a game plan to transform your business, and a vision to scale with clarity. We'll be going deeper, sharing our light even brighter, and crafting your plan to rocket launch into 2023. So will you join us? Because there's a couple tickets left. So you can grab your tickets over at our brand new website, which I love because it's pink, mindofgeorge.com slash event, or just shoot me a DM on Instagram with the word event, and we will send you all of the details. And now back to the regularly scheduled podcast. Do I sometimes wish that growing a podcast was simple as do one, two, three, or getting a million dollars in sales was as simple as one, two, three? Yeah, of course. But then everybody would be an entrepreneur and we wouldn't have a job. Part of this job is constantly coming home to our principles, constantly coming home to our genius, constantly coming home to our lighthouse. And for me, that's mindset, relationships, and customer journey. But if you've been around long enough, you remember that all I used to talk about was email marketing and I rode that wave and I rode that wave and I still love that wave. But nobody in the market is responding to email marketing anymore, but they're responding to customer journey. So now I just teach email inside of customer journey, but it's still that core principle. And so my job is to come home to those principles all the time and then figure out where I can shine that light into the world, knowing that every choice I make, every post I make, every piece of content that I put into the world is a ripple and a ray of light that is changing how I'm viewed and how I'm remembered and the legacy that I'm leaving and I'm matching the trends of the market. So this is the decade of your truth. How are you gonna show up? What are you gonna post? When are you gonna post it? And when are you gonna put the reps in? And it's a really, really simple equation. If you've never run before, and you want to go run a marathon, you're not going to run out the door and run a marathon. You're going to go run a couple steps and every day you're going to run and you're going to run more and more and more. And this game of marketing, especially organic marketing, when leveraging platforms that give us audiences for free, the more reps that we put in, the faster we learn what works and what doesn't work. 
But the less reps we put in, the more frustrated we get and the more we have to ruminate to not create the results that we want to create. And so take your core and understand that your core principles are the gift inside of the box. Those don't change, but it is your job to change the wrapping paper in however many ways is required till that the people that you're looking for get the message and get the results. Whether it's social media posts or emails or whatever it is, it's your opportunity to build that bridge. And I'm telling you right now that this is an opportunity of a lifetime and we don't know how long these free platforms are gonna be around. People bitch about it all the time. Instagram doesn't show my content to anybody. You're on a platform for free with people following you for free that you don't have to pay for. That's free marketing. When was the last time somebody gave you a free billboard or a free magazine insert? You have to leverage the field. You have to leverage the game. And I understand that I'm on borrowed time. I'm borrowing people on Facebook. I'm borrowing people on Instagram. I'm borrowing people on TikTok. But what I'm also ensuring I'm doing is that I'm creating so much endowment that even if those platforms go away, they'll find me somewhere else. They'll find this podcast. They'll find my social. They'll find my email list. They'll find it somehow because they have a deep relationship because I played the game. And this is an opportunity. So capitalize on it. Algorithms are going to change. Ad platforms are going to change. The the modalities, the medium from video to image, it's all going to change. But it doesn't matter. We can complain about it changing and we can lose the race or we can just accept that it's going to change every day and show up willing to play and find the winning play that works for us. And when it works, keep going. And when it stops, find a new one. Which brings me to number three and the third way to master the future of marketing, which is to double down on the long game. Relationships first and then content creation. A lot of people fail to recognize that the reason they struggle is because when you lead it with a transaction, there's no relationship that allows somebody to stay when that transaction is complete. When you lead with a relationship, regardless of the transaction, people will stick around. I know that if Instagram deletes my account, those people will find me somewhere else, not because of my content on Instagram, but because of how I made them feel and the relationship that we have. And it's a very, very important topic, okay? Long form content like emails and blogs and books and podcasts and investments probably won't bring you money now, but they'll help build a strong foundation for years to come. This podcast is one of them for me. I know that when I record this podcast, it might not get me a result for three years or five years, but I'm still going to consistently do it. So five years from now, I can look back and be like, I'm glad I invested in the long game. I'm glad I invested in serving people. I'm glad I invested in giving things away and helping people do what it is I want to help them do. And we have to realize that all business is a long game. Yes, we're searching for KPIs. We're searching for sales. We're searching for revenue to keep the doors of the business. But if we do that at the sacrifice of the long game, then the business will never go, grow and we'll constantly be chasing our tails. And so investing in the long game is understanding that we have to invest in people and get people to be in a community or a part of our movement, regardless of the product or the service, so that there's a reason to stick around if things change. There's a reason to stick around if they don't use your product. There's a reason to stay in the ecosystem that isn't predicated on their, tr- on their credit card, which is what actually stands the test of time and makes us basically numb, would be the word, or uh, unaffected by the change of marketing because we have endowment, because we have relationships. And apparently, I didn't read my notes because there's not three ways, there's four. 
And so I'm going to have to change the title of this, but I'm going to keep recording. And so just ignore what I said in the beginning, because there's a fourth way. And the fourth way to mask the future of marketing is probably one of the most painful and powerful lessons that I learned at the same time. Lesson number four, key takeaway four to master the future of marketing is understanding that what worked yesterday might not work today. Test everything you do and do not allow the platforms or the services you use to dictate your success. You want to stay ahead of the curve by standing out among the trends and creating an unfair advantage with the platforms that you use. A lot of people forget this, but I built a multi seven figure business without paid ads, no trends, no TikTok dances, no website, no social media following, and no email list. And I did it all through relationships and by staying ahead of the trends and focusing on what I believed in. And what I mean by what worked yesterday might not work today, those are strategies and tactics, but my content never changed. My beliefs never changed. My principles never changed. So I was able to adopt quick, adapt quick, and shift quick, and iterate quickly. And I do this all through my model, the relationship speed algorithms model. And so we have to understand that what worked yesterday might not work today. If it does, great, keep going. But if it doesn't, don't take it personal. Don't get wrapped up. Don't get nostalgic and romantic about how it used to and it was so much easier. All that's doing is prolonging your ability to succeed again. You just have to accept, oh, it's not working anymore. And ask yourself three very important questions. Three very important questions. Question number one, in that lens, in what was working, what made it work? And list out all the things that made it work. Then ask yourself, what didn't work? What were the things that you did or where you spent your time and effort that didn't actually help the result or give an input to the result? And then the third most important question is what am I going to do differently? And then list those out. And that becomes your blueprint to start again and try again. Because in my opinion, the only guarantee in entrepreneurship is that it's going to change. The only guarantee in marketing is that it's going to change. It's guaranteed. I mean, we live with this in paid media. We spend a million dollars a month at one company on ads. And basically every ad works for about nine days. And then when it's done, we have to make a new one. We have to make a new one. Like the attrition is insane, but that's just the rules of the game. We could complain all day. We could try to squeeze the last drip out of a lemon, but it's not going to work. Instead, we go back to the drawing board. Okay, what worked? What didn't work? What can we do differently? Launch it, go. Launch it, go. Your job is to be in the driver's seat of your business and your results rather than letting the algorithm or the results take control. This is your game. It's your game to play. It's your game to win, but you have to put yourself in the driver's seat. And we are 100% responsible for the results that we create. Platforms are going to change. Rules are going to change. Policies are going to change. Ad networks are going to change. How the content's delivered is going to change. All of that's guaranteed. Great. Just accept that it's coming and then ask yourself, how do I thrive in this game? So I'm going to give you a recap. Lesson number one, now that there's four, control what you can control. Shrink your world down to the smallest size possible so that you can control your inputs and you can make progress in one to three areas every day, regardless of what's happening outside of you. Number two, this is the decade of truth for you as an entrepreneur. How you show up now is creating your future. How you show up today with the intentionality, with the intensity, with the integrity, everything that you're doing today and as much as you're doing today is dictating your success five years and 10 years from now. And so control it and own it. 
Number three, double down on the long game and don't lose sight of it. It's really easy to get wrapped up in the short game. And there is a time and a place to play the short game, but you can't do it while sacrificing the long game. You must play both correctly. So play the short game, but also realize that you're making investments now that will pay off a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, based on how you show up. And then number four, fall in love with this, own this, study this, and believe this until you truly, like thoroughly understand and embody this, that what worked yesterday might not work today. That is the definition of entrepreneurship. And our dear friend, Alex Sharfin says it better than most. And I always butcher it, but he's like, we're the crazy ones that go out into the future and demand for something to come to reality, then come back to the present to build it. There's not a path that's guaranteed or else everybody would follow it. What we must do is come back to ourselves, come back to trusting ourselves, knowing why we do this, knowing what we do and being willing to reinvent ourselves as many times as required until it works and then realize it's only going to work for a day and then we have to do it again. That's the game that we play. And when you master these things and when you understand these things and when you study these things and you embody these things, no marketing trend change, no platform change, no social media change can affect you because you're in control. You then ask yourself, how do I show up differently and how do I master the rules of that game to create the results that I want? And so that is my prediction, my answer, my understanding of the future of marketing and what I recommend everybody do. And I've been doing this for 13 years and I've gone through many changes from long form content to content is king, to blogs, to SEO, to linear based timelines. Like I remember a time when our strategy on Facebook was to post a post every 30 minutes because the timeline was linear. So if we posted every 30 minutes, we were constantly in everybody's feed. Like there was a time where we did that for six months, just distributing recipes because that was how to be seen. Then it changed and it changed again and it's changed hundreds of times. The change is guaranteed. It's how we respond to it and put ourselves in the driver's seat that create the results that we want. So if you have any questions on this, you know how to get a hold of me. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram is it's George Bryant. Ask me your questions, share me your thoughts. And what I would love is if you have anything to add, coach me, help me. Tell me how you thrive through this. Tell me how you think about this. Tell me what you think the future of marketing holds and how you're gonna show up to create the results that you want. So that's what I got for you today. As always, and I'm gonna ask selfishly, if you have not left a review for the show, please go leave me a review an honest one. I read them all. I love them. It helps the show. It helps me. And if you have not, please share this episode with at least two people. I keep this show ad-free minus our own stuff and talking about our events, but I would absolutely love it if you could pay me back. If there was any value or any reciprocity or any deposits that I've made that have helped you by helping me and help us spread the word of the show. So please send this to two people, but that's what I got. I got to pack. I got to get on a plane, got to go kiss my family, but I hope you have an incredible day. I love you. I appreciate you. And most importantly, I want you to remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. So I'll either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. but either way, I'm out. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, 
my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.